0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Naha podcast. My name is Ty Hobson, and today we have with us Angela Sidlow. Hey, Angela, how are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Ty. It's such a pleasure to be here with you and all of the Naha uh, family.
0: We're very excited. Um, After having you on as a conference speaker and listening to your awesome presentation live, uh, I just really wanted to get you on the podcast to talk a little bit more about some of the things you've been doing.
1: Well, um, it is summer. And like many people who love aromatherapy, it all comes back to the plant. So I have been really busy in the garden. Um, That's the way I like to spend my summers. Yes.
0: That's awesome. I mean, everything's growing, you're getting some fresh, awesome, natural stuff. And it's a good time to be using that up too.
1: Yes, whether you're um, drying uh, herbs and plants, or in this case, for me this year, uh, we we purchased uh, a copper still from Liz Fulcher and her husband, James. And mm-hmm. we've just been having so much fun with it. So I'd love to talk about that today.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, that would be awesome. I think, you know, getting into distilling is something that everybody should be interested in um, hydrosols and all of that i wanted to start before we get into uh the current day and what what's going on with you this summer i just wanted to know how did you begin your journey with aromatherapy
1: Mm, so many years ago (laughs) (laughs) um i i think i took my very first class from jade shoots uh way back uh it just it really appealed to me that um, getting into aromatherapy and wanting to have a knowledge about plants as well. And um, she was really good with that and, and still is. Um, And then I began to study with uh, Jennifer at Gensense. Mm -hmm. uh, And really, she taught me about you know, connecting the body systems with what's happening with aromatherapy and how you can make changes in the body. And then I went on to, uh, learned from Aroma Head and their certification program, and then um, started doing some work with Tiffany Carroll in more into the fragrance energetics of essential oils and how they can make shifts through the meridian system and the acupoints. And um, Gabrielle Moget uh, played a big part in that as well. So wow. it's been it's been a mix, but it's been wonderful because, again, uh, these are all people that are a part of our Naha family, and I'm so grateful right. for that. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I was going to say. I mean, all the way back to the beginning, you kind of uh, have a star-studded cast of of teachers and mentors in the past um, with Jade Schutz and and Jen Presimone and Gabriel mm-hmm. Moje. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel so blessed.
0: So you have you been asso- er, uh, associated with Naha ever since the beginning because of that? Or when did you start interacting with Naha more? Y-
1: yes, um, I think Jennifer was the one who really um, got me into Naha. And then I became the Oregon director and have just really enjoyed it. Like, I can't even imagine not being <laughs> involved with Naha at this point in my life uh, because I've made so many good friends and colleagues, and they're they're really my tribe.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's where one thing I love about Naha. I mean, our purpose is to spread aromatherapy knowledge as far as we can and create a community around aromatherapy. Um, and so, to hear that <clears throat> you have, you know, maintained these connections with Naha and um, key people within Naha for so long, just makes me feel. Very happy that Naha is so strong and has been for so long.
1: Absolutely, yes. And I also, I teach a four-part series at the Oregon School of Massage. So each one of my students, uh, when I'm teaching, gets to hear about the opportunities of becoming a student member of Naha. So um, that's been really nice to bring these new young healers into the world of aromatherapy and being part of a Naha as well.
0: That's awesome. That is so cool. Um, I wanted to know what inspired you to combine acupuncture and aromatherapy? Where did this uh, specific combination start for you?
1: It started when uh, Peter Holmes and Tiffany Carroll were team teaching together. And I really, as an as an aromatherapist and a reflexologist, I wanted to really learn more about how I could shift the energies in the body to enhance a treatment that um, I was going to do in, either with aromatherapy or reflexology or a combination of both. And so I took a class from them and, um, I really, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I felt completely lost because the room was full of naturopaths and chiropractors and uh, acupuncturists. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just became a very little fish in a big pond,
0: <laughs> Yeah, but I
1: stuck with it. I stuck with it. And then I went to a retreat that Tiffany Carroll was, uh, uh, she has a retreat center in Sri Lanka. And so I said, oh, Sri Lanka, that sounds like a fun place to travel. And uh, so I did her course there and had some really profound pro- personal transformation. And when I came back from that, I said, this is the work of aromatherapy that I'm going to be called to do in the future. And so I really started studying that for, oh, for the last five years. And then I um, partnered up with Tiffany and created a program called Aroma Point Therapy Fundamentals for Body Workers. So it's a weekend workshop where uh, body workers and energy workers can come and learn this modality to add to their practices. And uh, it's profound work. When you access an acupuncture point with the help of the energetic frequencies of the oil, profound Mm -hmm. healing can happen within the body. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. And Mm -hmm. I've seen um, you have such a wide range of specialties from uh, aromapoint therapy, which is a mix of aromatherapy and um, acupuncture, but then, you know, weight management, meditation, eating styles, whole body nourishment, hormone balance, menopause success. And um, does this create your own unique holistic approach when you have a client, you have all these different methods to approach them with?
1: Yes. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about the world of aromatherapy, because we can take whatever our modality is, whether you're a counselor or, or a therapist or a chiropractor or, you know, a reflexologist, you can take that modality and you can enhance it with essential oils. Mm -hmm. And, um, to be able to do that and enhance a practice is really, really foundationally, um, astonishing. (laughs) Like it's, you get to see miracles every day, literally every day in my practice. So I focus, you know, um, on, on women going through menopause. And this is how I take my entire aromatherapy experience from way back in the beginning when I studied how the plant relationship was to the oil with Jade and the body system. So taking that client who comes to me, who says, Western medicine, can't help what I'm going through right now. And Mm -hmm. they just want to either do surgery or give me pills. And 80 per, by the way, 80% of OBGYN doctors do not get any training on menopause. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it wow. was
0: a big glaring hole in their yes, practice.
1: Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm trying to, to help fill that gap with education to women and using the essential oils on these points uh, to relieve hot flashes, to feel more at home in their bodies, to become wise women. And so, yeah. And, you know, working with the information from Jennifer and working through the body systems, so they understand, oh, wow, my liver has a role in this. And my my pancreas has a role in this and all of these things that that they just have never heard from their doctors. So that's really cool.
0: That's awesome. And so when you take this holistic approach, And you work with, you know, a a single woman for a while and you're able to really help them. Just what is your favorite part about this uh, client practitioner connection that you establish?
1: Well, when I'm working with with a woman going through her menopause journey, it's it's about how do you want to sustain your health through the next 30 years? Because we live one third of our lives post menopausally. So then they get to, to learn how to dream about their dreams in a different way. Like, wow, what do I want to be? How do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the world? And so that allows them to, through the oils, to get rid of some of the extra baggage that they've been carrying, whether that's emotional baggage, um, trauma from their past, weight gain, um, those types of things. So, you know, stepping into that and seeing that transformation is so rewarding to me and it's Mm -hmm. hard work so help being their guide through this hard work um is i mean imagine how you felt in junior high going through puberty that was like i don't know the worst time of my life (laughs) like (laughs) you're not comfortable in your own body and you're you're not a kid anymore and you're not really a adult yet so this is what the wise woman is going through like wow my body doesn't work like it did when i was in my 30s and now i have all these other changes that are happening that i don't even recognize myself and so just getting them through that is so rewarding and and the oils are those primary guides
0: yeah that's beautiful so you take your holistic approach you do everything to make these women feel comfortable in the next stage of their life you give them the tools they need to to just prosper i love that
1: yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I I love, you know, your background and your history and what you use that knowledge to do. And uh, that's really cool. Um, Now that we've gone over so much of who you are and what you do, I do want to talk about distilling hydrosols. So uh, what have what have you been able to successfully distill this uh, summer so far?
1: Well, the last few years, I've really been, er, I think my neighbors kind of think I'm wacko <laughs> because everybody plants, you know, traditional, oh, I'm going to do the hydrangeas and I'm going to do the gladiolas and, you know, and here I am, you know, wise woman warrior uh, planting things like mugwort and lemon verbena <laughs> and, you know, lemon balm and in my lavender. I have a, a huge rosemary hedge in the front that lines the front of our lot and that's amazing it's like 30 feet long and four feet wide and four feet tall and it is the sentinel of the garden and so um people are like "Well, what are you doing here so when we set up our still um we we set it up with the garage door open so it faces the street and usually uh, the and we have a lot of walking traffic by our house, and so usually people walk by. In the if it's a couple, the the man will say, "Are you making gin or vodka today?" <laughs> <laughs> and the women are like, "What what is this all about?" So we encourage people to come into our garden and do the little tour, and taste, and really get to know the plant and yeah, know the things and experience. that
0: are.
1: Yes, know. You know what grows in your area? What's the what possible possible plant medicine can you grow? Because I would love to see people. We don't have any grass in our yard. We have raised Mm. bed boxes and cedar chips that separate the boxes. And we no monoculture for you. No, we grow medicine. Yeah. So that that's the first exciting thing that that you experience when you come to to our our place. But I wanted to really focus on that wise woman. How do we help with anxiety? How do we create a healthy immune system? Um, how can we um, tonify the liver as it takes over more responsibility for create uh, producing hormones? How can we keep the liver and the pancreas balanced and the thyroid? So I wanted to focus on those kinds of plants and. And the beautiful thing about um, hydrosols is that you can take, um, take them internally. So I don't teach uh, the internal use of essential oils, but the hydrosols, that water byproduct of a distillation is such beautiful medicine inside and outside. So that's what excite- got me so excited in the first place about uh, starting to create hydrosols. So. I consulted with Liz Fulcher, um, one of our uh, Naha um, wise women, and her Mm -hmm. husband Jim, and we decided to get the 20 liter copper still. And my husband retired last year. So it's been a really great opportunity for us to have a project, a hobby, um, Mm -hmm. part of another part of our business.
0: Beautiful little products that you get to
1: know. Yes, and so we're doing this together. So he, he has, you know, tweaked the whole system and got it set up just perfectly so that it uh, works for us. And so we just started, started distilling and we experimented with rosemary first, Rosemarinus officinalis. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, I love the rosemary. It, it just speaks, it, um, when we started distilling, Something magical happened that I did not expect because I had never distilled. I went through Ann Harmon's book, Like a Student, The Harvest to Hydrosol, and made copious notes and, um, you know, because I wanted to do this right. Right. And I also consulted Jean Rose's book of 375 essential oils and hydrosols. And really, to do each plant, I wanted to be able to commune with it in a in a new way. And so when that still starts coming to boil and the steam is rising up through the column and into the hat and into the condenser you start to smell the bits of it. It's like it's like the plant is starting to talk to you in a different way. Like it's wow. imparting all of its knowledge, its essence, its soul to you through this beautiful process and i had not expected that i'm like whoa this is like uh exponential experience with a plant yeah Yeah.
0: and that's so cool and i love that about um herbs plants and essential oils is that you find that something as simple as lavender you know you think it's one thing it it is lavender but a lavender Mm -hmm. essential oil a lavender hydrosol uh, lavender that's in a lotion, etc. cetera, all these different types of lavender, lavender that's in a supplement or a tincture, mm-hmm. it, it's all different in, in subtle ways. And I think that when you're distilling these hydrosols and you're probably finding something new about rosemary that you didn't know before.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, not only do I always feel so calm and relaxed when i'm sitting there just uh, you know kind of tending to the still and answering questions for people that drop by and sharing um the experience but just i'm always reading about that um oil and that plant at at the same time so you know rosemary used internally is really helpful for arthritis and just general weakness in our our qi. In Chinese medicine, we talk about our qi or our life force energy. So I like to add just a teaspoon of it to my cup of tea. It can help stimulate the liver and the gallbladder. And it's also as a spritzer, you can use that hydrosol just for memory and concentration. Mm -hmm. And when I have, when I work with women who have some thyroid issues, um, then it can be, they often have hair loss. So you can use this rosemary hydrosol as a rinse for your hair after you shampoo um, for, to stimulate hair growth. So it's so many ways you can use it.
0: we I, I don't know if you were able to view it, but um, Gabriel Mojay's conference presentation, uh, the Elixir of Life talked so much about rosmarinic acid and all the things that it can do for us. And uh-huh. yes, I am totally connecting the two. The two teachers right now. And uh, <laughs> I want some rosemary hydrosol of my own.
1: <laughs> Yay. So typically, um, we get uh, about a gallon of hydrosol off of our uh, distillation. Um, and we don't typically get any essential oils, but the rosemary did um, share with us about seven milliliters of actual essential oil off of that. So uh, my husband has been making candles, some soy candles, so um, wow. he's getting he's getting any little bits of essential oil we get off of that. But That's I awesome. also wanted to incorporate some of the wild plants that are around us here. And mm-hmm. here um, where we live on the North Oregon coast, in the early summer, we get the wild beech roses. and they're very mm-hmm. prolific. And so in the morning, one morning I got up and at 6.30, while the dew is still on everything from our beautiful marine layer we get, I went and collected um, beech roses. And it's really important to me, whether I'm in my, my garden or whether I'm out in nature, that I do an honorable harvest. Okay. And what, what I mean by an honorable harvest is that we take only what we need. And we don't take all of the if we're collecting flowers, we don't take all the petals off because we still want the pollinators to be able to come Mm -hmm. and be attracted to that plant.
0: You want to keep the cycle going and leave more to other people.
1: Yes, yes. And we all I always ask the plant if it would like to be plant medicine today (laughs) and just wait and listen for for an answer. And then thank the plant for giving its life force to become plant medicine for the people, for healing. And then I take three petals from each flower. So I gathered a whole, oh, I had my whole bike basket full (laughs) when I came home because there's so many out there. And then I mixed that with some lemon balm some chamomile and some lavender from the garden, each doing an honorable harvest of each one of those. So we did this beautiful co-distillation. And each one of these has such calming properties and such assistance that it can give to the nervous system. And sometimes a little bit of an aphrodisiac uh, effect too. Mm -hmm. So easing um, pain of the heart, if there's been heartbreak, Um, So I'm just using it um, and experimenting with that one this season. But it's so fun to spritz that and then take that deep breath and feel all the different layers and notes and discover each individual plant within that co-distillation. So that's been fun.
0: I can totally imagine. Um, Annette Davis, Naha president, Mm -hmm. earlier this summer gave me a uh, lavender chamomile hydrosol. And mm. I love at night, especially on a stressful or bad day to just spray it all over my room on my pillows. Mm. And then the lavender and chamomile just goes to work. Yeah. I feel that,
1: yeah. It's so magic. Yeah. So there's so many different ways that we can use hydrosols. You can use them in a bath. You can, um, Use them in lotions and creams. You can spritz them as a skin toner or perhaps use them as a compress on your skin, maybe on a wound. Uh, freshen your linens, like you just said. I love to keep one in the car to just freshen the interior of the car. Uh, spritzing oh, a yeah. pet bed. Yeah. Well, the last um, hydrosol that we just finished was cat catmint. Or, or catnip as, as a lot of people know it. And I've been experimenting with using it as um, the base for uh, insect repellent and because it's really good for oh. for that. So um, that's been fun, putting a little bit of lemon eucalyptus essential oil in the cat mint with a, a soluble. Oh
0: uh, wow, yeah, for sure. And
1: Yeah, so it's been nice and, and that's safe enough to use on your pets as well to keep fleas and ticks away. So mm-hmm. that's been um, just another fun way Especially to use Especially because it the-
0: uses no essential oils. It's just a a hydrosol of the plants. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: very right. safe. Right, um, right. And also this summer I was using uh, a natural pest away spray too. And and I think it's funny when you finally concoct that and, and you bring it to like a, a campfire and everybody's hanging out, and everybody's like, wait, you have a pest away spray that's not filled with DEET, and, and I don't smell bad and feel bad when I'm covered in it. Give me that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to know when I'm using, you know, the hydrosols, it's so safe for my pets to be around me. It's no worries at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, rosemary hydrosol and then that combination hydrosol, have you done any other ones or do you have any other ones uh, on the, in the pipeline that you're excited about?
1: Well, my absolute favorite one this year has been lemon verbena, uh, lipia citriodora, and it is such a powerful anti-inflammatory and it's a powerful sedative but it also has these hormone-like actions on the thyroid and the pancreas. So I'm so excited about that for my menopause success groups um, Mm because it'll help relieve stress, depression, insomnia, nervous fatigue, helps with IBS or Crohn's. And just in this hydrosol, there's all of this potential for healing. So I've been putting it in my smoothie. I put two teaspoons in my smoothie every morning. And just to help balance hormones and mm-hmm. use as an inf- anti-inflammatory um, for, for my, my system. So I'm really excited about that. And lemon verbena, I have babied this plant for literally four years. Um, oh, wow. I, I cover it up in plastic in the wintertime so that it doesn't get any frost or uh, anything like that on it. Um, it really likes warmer climates. So I, I had to work really hard to keep it um, happy. But this yeah. year, it just burst uh, with growth. And it was really telling me, hey, I am ready to be medicine, use me. So
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's been great.
0: Something that I love about your mindset and everything that you've talked about today, is <clears throat> you say, the potential for healing. And you see the potential for healing in this or that, and you add it to your holistic approach to your your client's healthcare, and and I think that that's just such a beautiful testament to, you know, what we want to do here at Naha is promote the idea of holistic aromatherapy, the the idea that there's so much we can do with plants, herbs, and essential oils, and so many different ways we can apply them to increase all of our well-being
1: yes there's so much healing potential out there there's so much potential for for true transformation on the emotional level on the mental level on the physical level and that's what gets me so excited about the world of aromatherapy essential oils and plants because It's always been here for us. The earth has always provided for us. And now through Naha, through all of these beautiful teachers in our Naha family that we can learn from, we can get back to this beautiful plant medicine.
0: Wow. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here today with me, Angela. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. And for any of you guys out there, you can check out Angela at AngelaSidlow.com. You can see the books that she has written, all the different things that she's um, interested in and taking on right now. And you can see her blog and her shop and everything else at AngelaSidlow.com. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention?
1: Um, I wanna challenge everybody to get out there and take a walk in nature. Find a plant that you love and learn everything you can about
0: it. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of resources on Naha to learn about those plants that you're interested in. Podcasts, books, webinars, etc. And I also love that challenge. Everybody get out there and learn a little bit more about your favorite plant. Make some hydrosols, make some, some, something to keep yourself interested in aromatherapy and interested in healing.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ty.